never know. Uh, welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Check one, check two. Uh, I'm here again. Everybody, how's it going? It is your host. It is your podcast friend. It is the guy you clicked on. Uh, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour hosted by me, Rob Cantrell. I am so excited about this episode. I love this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I've been doing a lot of, you know, I like to do it so solo a lot just to get, you know, a lot of things in my head out uh, and talk things out. It's been very uh, therapeutic to me. I appreciate you guys listening. But today I, I need to mix it up. We need to get some guests in here. We need to drink some different drinks. Uh, I'm, I have a little bit of CBD with me that I may have. I have a little bit of herb I may have, but my guest is strictly on the peppermint tea and I love it. Uh, Cause I, I, I'm all for doing what you gotta do at the time when you gotta do it. And we could talk all about it, but I wanna introduce our guest. Uh, our guest is so amazing. She's a writer, comedian. She's written for several television shows. She's been on television. Uh, she wrote for the Jimmy Fallon show. She also wrote, uh, performed on the Jimmy Fallon show, but she's also wrote on the new Joe Para show. Joe is uh, hilarious uh, and funny comedian with a new television show coming out on Adult Swim. But uh, please welcome Joe Firestone, everybody. Wow, thanks. That's really nice. Usually people, you know, you never, you know, you don't really hear a lot of your bio. Yeah. The bio is an odd thing, but you got to give it a little bit of respect, but you don't want to overdo it because I didn't think you wanted it overdone. No, no, no overdone. But you know what's a new, new trend? What's that? You know how people, you're supposed to bring people up some way, you know, and during stand-up shows? Yes. New trend? Not saying credits. New yes. trend, say something from the heart. That's what people want now. Oh, I love it. I don't mind that. I don't, well, sometimes I like to, <laughs> so I, it goes either way. I've been through so many trends with the uh, stand-up. As long as they say the name last. Oh, you don't like it when they say, Rob Cantrell's coming up. Yeah. He's been on, you uh, don't like that. No, no. You want the punchline to be Rob Cantrell. Trell, and yeah. then we go. Joe Firestone, bam. Yeah. Cause then you, yeah, you're just uh, you're you're anticipating the shot. You gotta, you're you're doing a pump fake to the crowd a little bit. Um, yeah. Do you care either or about credits? No, I mean, I think credits are kind of funny. I don't think people watch stuff. I don't think credits are. I don't. What are credits? You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I, I get, I 100% get what you're saying. And I've been meditating and I'm learning so much about the ego and so much about the spirit. And it's so much about trying to come from your higher self. And credits are an ego birth. You know, it's pretty much, I mean, the, that's the whole thing about performance and everything. When you put something on a stage, mm -hmm. you're like, here, look at me. This is it. You know, you're kind of. Your whole—it's—it's it's, a—it's a big ego trip, but I do like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, so I like a little bit like, no, I'm not the riffraff. I'm not—I'm <laughs> not just some dude off the street, you know, that just figured this out. You guys are lucky <laughs> to get to see this dude. I—I I need a little bit of that in certain situations. Um, yeah, I—I I mean, I think that it's also interesting, like, if you. Uh, 
you know, your audience is usually people that uh, look like you. Yes. You know? And so you look at the audience, usually people that want to see you are people that look like you or have similar backgrounds. And um, so where is the ego? You know, is the ego from the audience or is it, I mean, are you just kind of like a projection of them? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that we could go into that all day. I don't know. I find that personally right now, I find that performing is not as good as cinnamon toast crunch with two percent milk Ooh. i find that's the height of my day and if i have a show i think that's kind of doesn't measure up no that cinnamon toast crunch goes way up there with two percent milk two percent milk uh yeah and it do you like it when it's fully crunch or do you like it when it's sogged I could, out i could i could at any stage it's a new it's, it's kind of like you know, it's like uh, the beginning of the relationship, or is it better when you've been together for 10 years? Or and you know it... each other? Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's... <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And would you say cinnamon... You need three bowls. Oh, three bowls, easily. You can't do just one bowl. I, I had only enough for one bowl this morning. Oh. It was really not a good way to start. What'd you do with all that dust, though? Did you <laughs> yeah. use all I the cinnamon dust? I couldn't use the dust. Yeah, that's just pure sugar. It was too much for me. I yeah. realized that this was a new phase of my life where I can't deal with the dust. Yeah. Uh, I've been learning some self-control. And uh, the dust... Yeah, the sugar does freak me out. I went through Halloween, and uh, <laughs> my kid brought back so much damn candy. And there, uh-huh. and nobody eats his Reese's in my house, so I just had lockdown on all the Reese's. <laughs> And I was just eating them every five minutes. I couldn't stop one day. And yeah. I literally almost had like, I almost had to check myself in. <laughs> like I had so much anxiety. Everything started firing. Oh, no. uh, because, but the sugar, but uh, Cinnamon Coast Crunch is way up there. I've been doing this thing recently just because I got a, I have a little bit of a dessert problem right now. Because oh, nice. uh, the, my, my live-in, he, he really loves sugar, so we got a lot of sugar in the house. And is I don't. He's a candy dude. He's a candy. He loves candy. Skittles around. Sure. Yeah. Babe. Skittles, Reese's yeah. Pieces, Reese's, you yeah, know that kind yeah. of thing. Babe, yeah. But so we've been doing this thing recently, where because I if there's sugar, I'm gonna eat it. But other if there's no sugar, I'm not gonna eat. It's like a camel in the desert. Yeah. You know, and uh, I we got this box of chocolates, and now this is kind of a kind of a fun activity because. I don't. I have a skill where I can predict what's inside, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like it's like a mental challenge. Yeah. Like I think it's a nougat, and I, and then I eat it, and then I think, well, that was that was pretty smart. What's your percentage? Are you you were hitting it pretty on? Yeah, I would say 100. percent Oh man, that's that's psychic powers right there. That's your vibe. You've always had the coolest vibe to well, me, Joe. Wow, well, Your aura, I can see it miles away, well, and it always makes me happy. And I don't know. Fit right back I, at you. Oh, uh, it's true. You're the. I'd say you're the. You're the aura king. Comedy <laughs> scene. I'm working on it. I'm work. I, I like working on my vibe because I do find New York and comedy so darn stressful, and. For me, it's the mind game that messes. You know that yes. I think it's the mind game. Yes, it is. Uh, that's the hard part. That 
performing I find fun I don't I don't like watching TV I like yeah. I'm a natural spaz so I want to get out there and, <laughs> and do jumping jacks and run around I like that stuff well it does I mean I think it is like that kind of it's all fine and then like you like see somebody get something and you think well I would how can I I how come I can't do that or you kind of start to start to spiral and nothing actually happens yeah it's nothing actually is going on it's all in your head. Yeah, and it's like if you could just kind of perform, wake up, you know, eat your cereal, go, you know, do your do your calisthenics, and go to the show, go home, no thought. Yeah, you'd be set. That's it. That's where I'm trying to get to. I actually, uh, like, cannabis has been. We could talk about pot or not pot, but um, so I think I used a lot of cannabis early on just to like numify a lot of stuff. Uh, with yeah. performance anxiety but now I've just been meditating and it's been really helping um, you do it with Andy what's that Andy what's Andy Andy from Headspace oh I haven't used Headspace he's got a really strong accent yeah and it's a huge app everybody uses Headspace everybody uses Headspace. that's up there with audible that's oh, like yeah. yeah that's that Headspace is uh is a part, but it bums me out about the phone because I kind of want to get know, away from I know, the that's phone. That's the tricky thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm staring at the phone. So and you're I meditating learned, without the phone? No, like I use it. Uh, I use Alexa to put on my timer. Oh yeah. So I go, t Alexa, can you put 20 minutes on the timer? And I have a little pillow, and I sit. There you go. <laughs> you got your Alexa rolling. See, and I, I sit there. And uh, lately I've been manifesting because I need a big gig. As, as everybody, we all need big gigs. So I've yeah. been manifesting these big, big I've been reading about uh, this, it's Wayne Dyer. He's just like one of these new age, super namaste dudes. Uh -huh. But it's all about, because I do believe control, like programming your brain creates your reality. Like there is some type of, thing there that the more positive your rea your brain is the more positive your reality will be um, so I've been manifesting like abundance so and I also think like you do crystals I don't do crystals okay. but I would fuck with crystals I, a yeah, little yeah. bit okay. and I do I do read my horoscope I got a horoscope guy Johnny Nicholas no it's the dude from the SF Weekly uh, Rob Breezy Rob Breezy. And he was, uh, he was on Village Voice. He was always on. And when I first started stand-up, it just, it was like one of those times I looked at the city paper. And it was the same city paper I circled an open mic. I just, ne there was before the internet. I started in 99. Yeah. Uh, so I literally just like circled the thing, drink my coffee, read my horoscope, uh -huh. write some, and he was just there with me. And it seemed to be clicking the Whoa. whole time. And it was clicking, clicking, and even to the point where I got on television, like it was going click, 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 Whoa. click, click. It still clicks. Uh, I, I was talking to a lady named Diane Opal for a little bit. Oh, what is Seems she all about? She's kind of on the same page as Rob Breezy. Is she on the back pages of like the city thing or was no, she an a, audio she, call? You can call her. Oh, you call yeah, her? Yeah, she's in Oregon somewhere. Oh, you would talk to her on the phone? Yeah. Did you give her up? Did you fall off of uh, the Zodiac love? Yeah, she, I don't think that she was, I don't think it was a good match. But my friend calls her every two weeks. Wow. Loves her. Loves her. Feels very connected. Wow, 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 wow. 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of whatever helps. I kind of fell That's how I it. feel. Whatever gets you through the night, whether it's religion or sports or cook, you know, whatever works. Yeah, you ever, yeah. Whatever works, works for you. And we're all so different, you know? <laughs> we're all so differently complex. I would want to go see the um, Dark Matter at uh, the at the American History Museum, Natural History Museum. Wow. And that kind of that kind of put me off astrology. What was dark matter all about? It's kind about? of about okay, so like you know how like the planets are kind of like kind of stay in their formation and mm -hmm. stars too. Yes. And dark matter is like um, it's kind of like the guys in the green suits that keep them, you know, that keep them held up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the big beyond this beyond. Yeah. But so like, they've been raiding, okay, this is the universe, and beyond the universe, there must be this cohesive blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that's, they're starting to rate the blah, blah. Yeah, so then I was like, it seems a little too scientific to, but I don't know, who knows? I know, that's the thing. Like, uh, I do believe the brain is powerful. If I, I mean, but if I watched a whole, if I watched a movie on IMAX about astrology, I would be convinced. I think it's just it was such a big format. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Surrounding yeah. you, the Surra image. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, the, you. That's what I'm uh, talking about. Is like uh, programming your subconscious, and that's what manifesting your dreams are. So if you're always worrying and worrying and worrying, your subconscious is just this recording yes. that does this loop. So the what what the meditations is trying to do, you're just trying to reprogram your loop. So that's, yeah. that, and then that echo isn't like, oh, I'm not going anywhere, and another thing, it's all worthless. You're like, right. oh, things do work out. I am gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, I am gonna, this is gonna happen. Right. I haven't been taken this far to be let go at this time. I've been yeah. through 10 times. So that's kind of uh, where I see the practicalness of it. like. As big as the universe and the brain matter, I, or the universe matter, the brain, the brain is just so, you know, powerful. And I don't think we even know the beginning of it all. You know, I think mm. that's the universe is our brain. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I do think there's parts of it that we haven't even tapped into. But I don't think, you know, I think psychedelic drugs are a part of it. But I also think just changing art, like how you do. Like when you came onto the comedy scene, you have like you have your own style. That's why I thought mm -hmm. you are very. Do you you don't meditate? You no. don't do any of this. No. But you have your own rhythm. Oh yeah, thanks. Well, I think that sometimes you can't do anything else. Yes. You know, like I really did try to do normal stand up. Yeah. And I didn't do, I couldn't. Yes. Couldn't do it. Couldn't write a. Couldn't write it. Yeah. Couldn't perform it. Could, but yeah. sometimes you just kind of have to embrace yourself, you know? Yes. I understand that. And uh, I've had to do that, but I've also danced in both worlds because I needed to make money. And I, I guess just being a, a corny white <laughs> male, I could kind of do that. Uh, I could kind of do that shtick, but I'm not the best at it. I'm best at being myself, which is an odd, awkward, funky <laughs> dude. Um, but I was talking to Hiram on the last thing, and, and that's what I like about you. You is different energies 
make you look at things different. It's like seeing something like a band. I remember not to go in, but System of the Down. They're like this yeah. metal band. Yeah. But the first time I saw them, I, I was repulsed. I was like, what? Doesn't even make sense. Because yelling, why, why is the keys on the table? And then it took me, you know, a month later, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing because it was new to my brain. You know, oh, it was new yeah. to the neurons. Yeah. So it's like people that go walk in a different vibration, change helps people look at things differently, you know? Yeah. Even if you're not that, it's like, you know, some kind of funky weird art that even that you think is awful. At least it's changed, you know, it's yeah. making you think everything a little bit differently. Yeah. There was like that exhibit at um, at the Whitney that was like a, a v, VR thing. Yes. Where you just saw somebody beat up another person. Oh. It was really messed up. Yeah. But I think it's like, and like that kind of thing, you know, you probably wouldn't want to see twice. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't know. Maybe that does change the way people think. See violence, you know, they're repulsed 100%. by it, you know? No, I've been doing, reading this yoga book about how much violence and video games and all this stuff that, you know, we subject our conscious. And, uh, and it is entertaining. That's the thing about, uh, I always talk like negative art or negative talk or gossip. All that stuff travels so fast and it's so exciting and it's so... Yeah damage it it just has that ah and it works well with art and comedy but there is a price to pay for it whereas something more positive but you're right sometimes seeing the brutality of it like what a real fight is not like some kung fu yeah shit. i think that yours i think there's a trend yeah a positivity trend i've been talking to a few comics recently that are on the positivity train no gossip yeah only positive thought yeah no, I, I'm, I'm just talking to Courtney Farrington yesterday. He's on this train. He's on this train. He's on no, this train. We got Christy Cello on this train. Yes. People are really on the choo-choo to Positive Town. Yeah, Positive Town. Because there's no way, I don't know, for my consciousness, there's no way out uh, when <laughs> I go negative. When I go negative, I just keep going down. And, you know, yeah. it just goes down. And if you go positive, at least there's a breathing. You know, there's a room to breathe. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, meditation has helped me is like, even this dude just canceled two spots. It was 50 bucks just right before I got here. And he canceled two spots on me out of nowhere. He just like, hey, Rob, we're overbooked. He just kind of just dicked me, straight up dicked me. And I didn't react. I was just like, they don't have the money. I just know that they don't have the money. Mm. You know, my over, but, but then my dark side was like already going, fuck you, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. But look at what, it, and that would have felt good in that moment, and it would have given him the upper hand to see me angry and yeah. to text angry and all this. But then after I meditated, I was like, and I was walking over here, I was like, they just don't have the, it's been snowing, they don't have the money, they're trying to start this new comedy club or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the bottom line is, they just put, they, they just, you know, so I can't let it go. I have to let it go. You have to let it go. I have to let it go. 100% let it go. And not go into the You want your negative. auto response, one of them to be no worries. Oh, yeah. That's, you want that to pop up. Worrying is so brutal. The worrying is worse than the bullshit. I know. It really is. Because it's also like, you're not going to remember that $50. You're really no. not going to remember it. I didn't but, even want to go out tonight. Yeah. No. 
But then it's like, if you did have that text in your thread of you being like mean or yeah. f- frustrated, yeah. it's like, then you don't always see that. See like, that. Ugh. Yeah, and that's just an ugly side of me that I don't, the older you get, you just don't want that damage. I think it's no. toxic. I know, it's really bad. Because then it's like, if you're mean to somebody, then they're going to be mean to somebody else. Yes. I, just, I got an email that was like a real rough email for yeah. someone that didn't know me. And it was like, uh, it was like about a booking a show. And like, it, I think that this person had just been burned before. Yeah. And was like, please don't be late. Please don't do this. Please don't do that. Like so many, I was like, what's going, what is going on? Like who hurt this person? But somebody was like probably mean to that person before. Yeah. And it keeps going. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of it goes there, you know. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's easy to be happy. It's like, the con- I've been reading about being content. And contentment is like, and it's hard in our business because we're always going for the gold. I know. The gold. But do you, I mean, do you really want the gold? Do you really want it? No, I want peace. Yeah. I want peace. I want peace in my life. And we live in a capitalist environment. Mm-hmm. And I know what that's going to take. And I know doing a serious office job, I did that. I did it like a hardcore sales job. And I never been more empty and more dark. Yeah. It literally, but at the same time, I was lucky for it. But I look back on it. That was my young 20s. I was like 21 to 25, just trying to move out of mom's house, doing mm-hmm. a sales job and cold calls. And I was just a weirdo English major that couldn't figure out what he wanted to do with his life. Right. But then I found stand-up. But then stand-up is a huge rush and awesome, but over the years, it's hard to maintain and you know, you get a family and stuff goes down. <laughs> you gotta make the big bucks. You gotta make the Jimmy Fallon uh, I know, I know. Uh, big money, uh, driving big cars. <laughs> Everybody knows me. It's like I'm a movie star. Uh, that's the ghetto boys, uh, mind playing tricks on me. Uh, I know, that cat is awesome. You have a dog. Yeah. And you love your dog. I've only had him for two months, but he's really awful. Yeah. I just took him to St. Louis and he cried both ways on the airplane and then he bit my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better than your boyfriend doing that. Uh, Oh, wow. He's a vicious dog. Vicious. I don't know what to do about it, but I kind of feel. And you're not vicious. Completely attached to him now. Yeah. It's really tricky. It's tricky. You may have to let him out into the wild. I don't know. I think somebody else did that. I think that was why he was... Um, that's what he... Somebody else was like, this This guy's mentally messed up. Or They the, left him on the BQE. And that's where you found him? That's where he was found. And then he came to the shelter where we were walking dogs. You can just walk dogs at this shelter. It's Sean Casey Animal Rescue. Oh, wow. That's a nice activity. That is a nice... And oh, you yeah. did that. I was doing that for a while because I was trying to get to know these dogs, see what it would like be like to have a dog. Yes. These dogs, they love pissing and shitting so much, <laughs> and then you can give that to them. Oh, all day long. They lo- There's this one dog that was just loved to sniff, oh, and man. you were bringing him around all these different scents. Oh. It was great. It's great. Like, sniffing to them is like us seeing a movie, like, oh, a 3D movie. So it's like, oh, my God, some doo-doo, some pigeon, dead pigeon. Oh, my God. This is like seeing Frozen 3D. Uh, yeah, that is wild. And you did that for not money. You did that for experience. 
Yeah, but that was a good that was a good thing to do with your day for sure. Oh yeah. But I don't. Oh Joe, you're such a good person. No, I'm so I stopped glad doing it. I stopped doing it once I got the dog. Yeah. Because now I feel like if you're gonna walk a dog, you better walk your own dog. Yeah, you got no. That's full on. No, yeah. pets are full on. Um, yeah, we want a dog now, but the kid is just so much. How old is your kid? Uh, my daughter is. Uh, she's eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she wants a dog, but uh, it's just so much in New York. Like double down. I not know. until the big. Not well. That big gig is coming. I know. That, that's the. It is all coming. I know. It is coming. It is coming. You're manifesting. It. I'm manifesting. It's coming. Because if I go or when or another thing that I'll do is like talk down of people that are wealthy or like yeah I do that ju- oh that's just this rich you know I that know. judgment thing I know. and I think that cuts it all off like I there's know. nothing wrong with winning I know there's nothing wrong with winning and providing for your family and doing all that I know like, but it, and it does seem so nice you know it does seem so nice but there is a there's a weird price well I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday and she was saying how like comedians don't they just kind of wait for people to present them with opportunities like it's like a bunch of um, as Ashley Brooke Roberts puts it a green light yeah. people where it's like they wait for the green light to go you know but a lot of people just do it a lot of people just write a book or just write a script and then they're like look I wrote a script and then they sell it yeah. but a lot of comedians are like well who's gonna who wants me to write a script who wants me to do this? I know. That's a, that's a, tr- I do a little bit of both. And I do think that comes from stand up is so hard and it takes so long to get there. And it doesn't even get easier. It doesn't get easier. No, it gets harder. I just did a, a, this show case and I've been doing this for 10 years and I bombed so bad. <laughs> yes. And I was like, it was not even, it was four to five minutes. Yeah. And I bombed so bad and I spiraled so hard afterwards. I was like, I am the worst person. I'm so bad at comedy. I'm so bad at this. I've been doing it for 10 years. I know. Almost every night. I know. And still I could, one, five minutes of my life could send me spiraling. I know. So stupid. It's so hard. It's so tedious. And you'll never, it's a slippery slope. And that's what's kind of, I always see it as like, like you know, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original one, when he, uh-huh. you gotta get, he tries to get, but he has the plastic, he has the bag of sand, uh-huh. so you want to replace the bag of sand <laughs> and put that thing there. Like it's the whole thing slippery. If one thing goes off, like the whole thing tumbles down. Yeah. The whole thing tumbles down. I did, yeah, no, I went through a funky week of just bombing everywhere for like a week. Uh huh. Um. But then, and I was running hot. I was running hot. I was like, oh, something's going to click. Some, somebody's yeah. going to see that. I, that can't be denied. I'm killing everywhere. Nobody's, nobody's talking about Boba T. I'm talking about Boba T. Uh, something's got to go. <laughs> and then for a week straight, I bombed. And then I did a five-minute guest set for no money. And I lit it up. <laughs> I lit it up. People were yelling my name. Bring them back, bring them back. And I got no money for that. And I literally felt like a gazillion dollars. Yeah. That was the, but that's all in my head. Like, I don't know if that's a good feeling. Like, like, cause I walked off, I was like, oh, I 
run stand No, up. I think that the goal is to not be affected. Like, yeah. not have your your sense of self-worth dependent on how one group of people receives you. Yes. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yes. But I don't know if that's achievable based on our our chosen profession. I know. Chosen because it comes down uh, to just that show. Like, it just is that moment. That's what's kind of cool, because you can be as cocky and great and be in a gazillion movies, but in a room of 15 people, if you're not making them laugh, it's just I know. That. Yeah. And nothing else counts. Nothing else counts, and you're bombing, and that's just the gig. I know. I really should get, you know what I think maybe would help me? Is I've got to get some watermelon bubblicious. i got to get it in bulk. Yeah. Okay, and then I can have it. See, I think that maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna pop in a cube after, after shows. Yeah. Give myself a little, you know. And what is watermelon bubblicious? What is that? What so kind of good. emotions? Feels, does it, it fills you. It fills, fills you, you with flavor. Does it bring you back to childhood? Does it, are you popping bubbles? Popping bubbles, feeling the best. You know, that's yeah, yeah, a good, yeah. that's a good mood That's booster. a good mood, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I used weed that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember when you manifest weed? Yeah. That, that show. When was this? You go, you go, I, uh. Oh yeah, that's true. You're like, I don't have, I don't have any money for weed. I really would like some weed. And then this guy came up to you and was like, do you want some weed? Do you remember that? I that do was remember so that. psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does happen. Uh, the only thing is the manifesting is, yeah, I remember my wife that I'm married to. Like, I remember daydreaming about, oh, there's 20 minutes. Whoa. Like, she was so unattainable and so, like, not in my group of friends and not anything. And I used to be like, Oh, if only. And now I'm married and have a kid to her. How did you find her? Uh, in college. And you just loved her? Uh, from the, yeah, I always, from, from the beginning, there was something there. Whoa. But she did date a friend of mine, but they broke up like a few years before, after, and then we started dating. Whoa. Um, and then we dated in our young 20s, and then we broke up, but it wasn't like a mean, I just had always had a cool vibe with her. And then when I moved to New York, we started dating again. Whoa. And, um, and with the pressures of stand-up, um, and I dated somebody that was in show business before that, and she's not in show business, and that really appealed to me. Uh-huh. So, she, uh, so the relationship was just super healthy, and I'm really lucky, and yeah, now it's been married for 12 years now. Whoa. Yeah, and we have a kid. Whoa. So... Uh, but I remember, me like, even comedy, like, I remember drawing pictures of when I was traveling, even before I did stand-up, how much I loved Tracy Morgan. I thought he was the best, you know, I thought he yeah. was the best comic, and I, he did this sketch called Black Lightning where he's a black superhero, <laughs> and I remember doing these drawings, like, with Black Lightning and a couple other, like, goofy characters, and, uh, and now I'm opening for, like, I don't know. Whoa. Like, things, but it took 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it took 10 years to marry my wife. Like, the man, like, the universe moves slow. Yeah. You know, it, but, or we have zero patience because of technology and instant gratification. Yeah. But do you have, what was your wildest dreams? I don't really have dreams, but I respect people that do have them. 
So what led you into performance? Well, I do, I do think that, well, I was like really, uh, like a real sad person when I was in my teens yeah. and like early 20s. And I, I just was, I think I was just depressed for maybe six or seven years. And that's, you know, that happens to people, you know, yeah, especially, does. I mean, with the hormones, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? And so I, uh, and then I would watch comedy uh, like, and I just would, it would just, and like movies would yeah. really make me feel good. I just loved watching things that were funny and it would really make me feel so much better. And then I realized like, like I'd always liked doing theater and stuff. And I realized that like, maybe I could try it. I never really even understood that there was like a career path with it, but I just kind of started doing it and then it like worked. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll I'll do, you know, I'll just kind of keep following it. But it's never been like, I will have an HBO special by the time I am 54. You know, yeah. it, it is kind of like, uh, I, I've never really kind of had a game plan, which maybe is a bad thing. No. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit of a hybrid of it all, but... But no, I think it's a good thing. It's a natural progression in, in finding yourself. You know, yeah. I think a lot of life is in a lot of meditation. It's like I try to picture my higher self. I know when I'm at my best, I'm a really good person. Mm. I can knock shit out. I can mm -hmm. direct a movie. I can star in a movie. <laughs> I can do all that. But when I'm at my lower self, I can barely get out the door, yeah. you know? Uh, so you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get to your higher self. You're trying to find yourself. I know, but then it's like, it's so much easier to be your higher self when things are going well. Yes. And that's why I keep trying to remind myself, like, when things are going badly to still be good. Yes. You know, like, that's, like, uh, I was just, I just uh, asked my manager um, if uh, I got this part. That and I definitely didn't get the part. Like once you don't hear for two weeks, you pretty. I mean, it's pretty rare that they would just forget to tell you that you got the part. I know. But then my manager texted me back and like, no, yeah, that's you didn't get that part. And like, I think that some. I think that like usually when I get that kind of thing, I'm like, well, that means that I'm a bad person and I can't do anything. But the, and then I kind of start to like get kind of. I don't know, kind of like in this negative thing where I can't really be outside of myself but then I was like well did you really want that part no you wouldn't be good at that part you would there wouldn't be a good part for you just kind of keep going with where you are right now yeah but it's really hard to do super hard to do but you can do it and it's practice like that's what I've learned with meditation and just controlling my the other day somebody asked me to get high before a set and it was at a new comedy club and I had and this is the first time maybe in 20 years that I turned it down. Really? Because <laughs> there was a lot of pressure, you know? And, and, you know, I got a lot of pressure on myself. And I do know if, like, when I'm on point, I'm, I'm really good. Yeah. If I'm, I'm, yeah, I you're can one of honestly, my yeah, I could, I could do the gig if I'm 100% on point. If I'm yeah. sloppy, it could go anywhere. It could be great or right. it could be awful. Right. But, uh, but, it, but I, I get with, with, with your situation, yeah, that's 100% true with auditioning, like any of those type of things, 
they'll tell you right away if you got it. Like you usually yeah. know the like even you'll get a phone call like as soon as you step out of the room. Like it's a wrap. I know. But you want to ask, and you I, I did the same thing. You should I, never ask. Never I know. ask. Just keep going about your business. That's Good. the rule. Never ask for anything. And the thing about bad sets are not get the more losses, the positive way of looking at it. Because there's, everything does have negative and dark energy. Yes. Well, I think about this yeah. a lot. Like, even like, even if you like are just living in a bubble where you just do comedy and you don't have any relationship problems or family illnesses or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Even if you just kept going like that. Yeah. Like, nobody exists like that. And no. it's like you have like, like your family members are sick or your friends are struggling or you're you're struggling and i find that the only way i can kind of keep it going is if i just kind of pretend i'm like this like a little turtle like and like i just keep eating you know the lettuce on the way you know and like you just kind of keep trying to go forward as best you can because it's like the day keeps going and the months keep going and these things are hard they are. You know, but it's like, you just have to keep eating the lettuce. Mm-hmm. As long as there's lettuce. Like, there's you... nothing big. There's no cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just lettuce. Just lettuce. It's just, yeah, and that's the thing with show business. you got to look at it as just work. And yeah, it is just work. And it's, it's like, work. you just got to keep working. And if no money comes in for a year or two years or three years, then maybe you need to get a job yeah. elsewhere. But it's like, you just have to keep plodding along you just keep plodding along and don't attach yourself to it a hundred percent and uh to like the wins or losses like i always say I and mean, when i'm at my best self and i'm bombing i'm like oh i'm about to kill <laughs> <laughs> you know I, i'm something big is gonna about to happen because i've known i've seen my life is just like everybody's like one day one moment can change everything and that's one thing i've learned is like negative and bad and positives so it's like if i'm bombing i just know eventually i'm something good good is coming good is always coming it's always there yeah it's gonna come you just gotta you gotta wait it out (laughs) well i've actually never seen you bomb a full set i think that kind of speaks to what you're saying because like even if the audience is like what what like you just turn it around every oh. time. I don't think I've ever seen you bomb a full set. You've never. Have you ever? Oh, yeah. I bombed for years. Bombed for the whole set? Yeah. But, well, yeah. I could say I could say I definitely have gone down in flames. But the times you're right, what I have learned is I used to lash out if I was oh, bombing. Yeah. And uh, and that was a lesson I had to learn. Oh, it's, and so, it's still it's such there. an ugly feeling. It's such an ugly feeling and it feels good in the moment. Like, you mother, dumb motherfucker, you don't know what good comedy <laughs> is. You know, just just giving them the riot act, which I have <laughs> to the eighth. The Stress Factory won't ever book me again. <laughs> I burned that place down in like three years. Vinny, the guy who runs it, doesn't talk to me, doesn't look at me. Because I went in there and I was featuring, it was right after Last mm-hmm. Comic Stand, and this is a, a famous comedy club in New Jersey, and it's called The Stress Factory because it's really stressful. <laughs> but it is a good comedy club. I would work it again. I know better now, but it, back in the day, and I was from California, and my, my humor, something about New, that's what I love about you. You are a New Jersey person from New Jersey, New York. I'm from Missouri. 
You're from Missouri? I know. Everybody's surprised. Everyone thinks I'm from New York. I don't know if it's my metropolitan attitude or what. <laughs> You're from St. Paul. St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis, yeah. yeah. They're good people out there. Uh, I think they're okay. They're okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, that place in New Jersey, yeah, they, it was during a Jets game. It was the playoffs, and they shut the game on to bring me on. They said, hey, he's from Rob... They didn't do my credits. They no. said, he's from San Francisco. And this is the no. place you wanted to say. He was on Last Comic Stand. He was this. No. They, they just threw me to the wolves, and I remember I was bombing, and I just turned on him and just turned on him and yelled and said the worst things oh you could God. say to people. Oh, my God. And afterwards... They had me for the second show, and I did a good job the second show, so I pulled out. But that was one thing I've learned is anytime they had the anger. Yeah. I think that's what we're all, not all of us, but more people than most. But uh, No, I once bombed at the improv in L.A., and I was I was just doing so badly. They were just staring at me. Oh, that place and can be weird, yeah. I was like, maybe I'll do, like, dirty stuff. Like, maybe that'll help. And I did dirty stuff, and that, like, got, like, I think I got an actual ooh. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. And then I was like... What I like was so angry and embarrassed. I think what really was I was feeling so vulnerable because I like tried something and then I like exposed too much of myself and it hit a raw nerve. And I go, "What? What are you guys all virgins?" Yeah. And afterwards, I was like, "Why did I say that? Nothing's wrong with being a virgin. Like that's so psycho. Like yeah, I just felt so embarrassed by my 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 uh, like." Rage. Yeah, 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 yeah. It never helps. Yelling no. never helps, but it's a part of relationships. Like, we're all, de- like, I don't know. Yeah, being married 12 years. Um, and then having older brothers and older sisters, you know, growing up scrapping in the 80s. Like, that's just how it was. But when yeah, you look back, I, yeah. there, none of it was worth it, you know? No, no. None of the anger is worth it. But I guess sometimes you got to use anger. <laughs> like, when is a good time... But uh, meditating, I've been learning that you have to come to grips with your... I think this is what Black Swan was all about. But you have to come to grips with your dark side. Mm-hmm. And you have to... And there's a healthy way of using it, is what I've heard. I just read... I just w- listened to this podcast about envy. And, yeah. like, it kind of freaked me out because it's like, oh, everybody's envious of everyone else all the time. Yes. And it really freaked me out because I was starting to get kind of paranoid. I was like, well, what do I do that bothers people, that makes people envious? Or what what am I envious of? But then I, I think that the point of the podcast was just like, you should acknowledge that you have it. That's part of your human nature. And then, like, from there you can kind of take hold of it. You can take ownership of it and process it and be like, that's some bullshit. Like, Yeah. Because thoughts are bullshit. Like, when I met... They're just such bullshit. Because we got a gazillion of them. You've had one million thoughts since the minute you... We all have thoughts. Yeah. And then they're pouring and pouring. And what one thing I've been thinking that's helping me is, like, I think of myself just as a skeleton with a heart and a brain. Like, I look at it uh-huh. purely mechanical. Like, not in a cold way, but, like, hey, man, you just gotta got to keep going forward. Yes. Yeah. And keep moving. Just like the turtle. Just scenario. like the turtle. Just, you just got to keep going through this whole thing. No, and it's like sometimes... And don't react all crazy. No, because it's like there is always something worse that's about to happen. Yeah. You know, like, you could bomb and you think, oh, I'm such a bad person. I'm so bad at this. Everyone's better than me. But then it's like some kind of real shit's going to... Like, what if then, like, you're walking outside, you're going to slip on the ice. You know, it's like, okay, then you got to go to the doctor or whatever. Like... 
these things keep popping up and you kind of have to just like take it and react the best you can because it's like th there's no point where life stressors are going to stop never it never stops but it also is beautiful and awesome at the same time and living existence is i love it but at this uh but it's hard <laughs> and you go through it's, it it's so hard it's like having this dog this dog shrieks at people on the street yeah. like screams I got a screaming dog <laughs> and I don't want this and it's very stressful and I hate that he screams at people and then I have to say I'm so sorry I'm so sorry for 30 minutes a day I go I'm so sorry I'm so sorry for my screaming son and then you know when I get back into the house the dog is so sweet and he like begs begs for my attention and then he gives me kisses I think it might be worth it yeah uh, and it the only thing I'll say to that, Joe, is that's not your personality. And you know, maybe you're the right person for this dog. That's what I'm just Sure. Maybe you are, because most people couldn't handle that. Sure. And even by you acknowledging it, you're processing it. Sure. Uh, it does make me Some people would just move on sure. and like, get rid of them, leave them back on BQE. Uh, uh, but you're at least processing it, and and if anybody could handle it, I think you can. If you want to keep the dog, I mean, I think I'm gonna keep it. I am pretty high strung. That's what I'm learning. I mean, I've known this about myself. Pretty yeah. much a worry, a worry, a worry lady. Same say. I was raised by the king of all worry ladies. <laughs> My mom would. She bought a car, and she took the radio out of the car. Like would buy. She bought this new car. And uh, she was like, because they always try to upsell you, like, or oh, you gotta get the radio. She goes, I want no radio, no nothing, no nothing. And because uh, it was just too many, like her mind races, my mom's mind races, uh -huh. and I had to battle that with my uh, <laughs> meditation. But a lot of that is my creativity as well. But she would literally just sit there driving, going over things like in her head while driving, yeah. just worrying. Yeah. And she's the most, yeah, and I think I'm the same way and you're this, we seem like the chillest people on planet. You seem like a chill person. I definitely don't seem like a chill no, person. No, you seem like the chill, no, no, to me, I see cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I see like rainbows. When I see wow. you and a partner, like there's something about you guys that make me so happy. You're both cool. so cute and so cool wow. and so funny and so original. And you're in this weird, super masculine, go fuck yourself environment, sure. and you're rising above and winning. Like, and, wow. and it's it's to me, it's completely inspiring and awesome. Wow, I never thought about it like this. Very nice. Uh, it does. I mean, I I find that you know you're one of those people that I feel like it's. I don't know if you'll ever truly be able to properly assess people because your energy is so positive and good that you actually change people. Aww. You know what I mean? That I feel like you're not getting an accurate representation because <laughs> you come in a room, people are like, hey, you want some pizza? You know, people get excited. They think, let's order a pizza. Rob's here. You yeah. know, and I think if you weren't here, people would say, let's go home. <laughs> let's burn our toes. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, you were maybe built for that dog. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was put on... The, uh, my goal was in the family to bring joy that's you that's what you do oh that's your job that's my that is the job it's a blessing and a curse that is your i think because i gotta make money out of it no it is true though because you know did you read that kurt vonnegut book black bluebeard uh i've read some kurt vonnegut 
What's his number one book? Breakfast of Jams. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one. I've or read. Uh, uh, the other one, Ken, uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. I've read part of, but what's this one that Luke, you refer? It's about this art. It's like about the art scene with like Jackson Pollock and stuff. But basically, yeah. he has this idea that like back when we were all in like. Um, hunter-gatherer kind of thing caveman style like we all had these groups that we traveled with and um and there was like one person in the group had a everyone had a job a very specific job and no one had the same job and that's how it worked but now that we all kind of live wherever we want it's like there's like eighty thousand comedians in one town and then like two firefighters and like it's like all the proportions are all messed up but like I do think about that, even with a comedy show, like with like a comedy show of what, six people, everyone does seem to have a different job to do. Yes. You know, like your job is very different from my job, which is very different from, um, I, don't, I mean, like Nikki Glazer's job. Yeah. And everybody has a different, it's nuanced, but. It's super nuanced, but you're 100% right. And, uh, that's what I do find about life so fascinating, is that we all are all the same. Like when I talk, think about it, it's like, how many times have they been making people? Like, right, well, you ever read Anna Karenina? No. Okay, so it's like this novel, and I'm only, I'm like a tenth of the way through, it's very long. I don't, I don't know how it ends. <laughs> but right now, it's like they're talking about like, how like, this guy's like pumping himself up to, he was trying to like, uh, ask this woman to marry him and he's like he's like oh, I'm such a bad person I'm so bad I'm so ugly and it's like this guy's thinking about this in Russia a hundred years ago yes yes the same type of stress some painter some some clown some it's just always been there you ever read um, Bunny Bunny that Alan Zweibel book about Gilda Radner Oh, I love Gilda Radner. Oh, you'd love this book. Uh, it's a really special book. It's about Alan, their conversation. He was a Saturday Night Live writer. Mm-hmm. Right. But they have the same anxieties that all of us do. They're like, well, we're never going to make it. Like, what What do we do? Like, everyone else is doing this. I'm not doing this. Like, yeah. I, nobody loves me. I'm never going to find love. Like, all this stuff is just the same conversations over and over again. Over and over again. Until, but I do think, like you said, the positive train is coming. <laughs> There is a there is a heightened awareness, and I do think all the you know I try not to talk politics with all the Trump and all the just just negative toxic energy that's yeah. fucking flying around. It's almost everybody's looking within a lot more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, people have been. But what I find awesome about it is that there's so many people. This is what I start tapping into, just like what amazes me. We've been making billions and billions of people, but we're all so different. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're all so the same. We all have two arms. We all b- breathe. We all this. But it's so you know, nuanced. You I know. know. So nuanced from, you know, I think I know what my brother thinks. but And I b- have a better chance than most people. Yeah. But I don't really, a hundred. you know, I know how nuanced he is. He's going through, he's processing. And that's where I think envy is not good. It's because... We're also we're all doing different trips. Yeah, so you can't judge. Bit, yeah, I can't judge what somebody else's trip is on. No, and everyone feels like they're do, they're bad and they're doing bad. I'm yeah. pretty sure. 
Even the confident people I know, like really confident, they're not, you got, there's holes. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, holes. yeah, yeah. There's always holes. I mean, you always think, if you don't think you're a fraud, you're doing something right. <laughs> like, you're doing something wrong. I mean, if you, yeah. if you, I don't know if I phrase that, but it's like, if you know how dangerous and crazy the game is, then you're completely insane to not think that, you know, that the trap door isn't there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but it makes the dance funner and I don't know, I, it's still challenging and the carrot is still dangling. Some people don't have a carrot. You have a carrot. I got a carrot. What's it? Success. Massive, <laughs> massive success. Massive, go fuck yourself money. <laughs> I don't want it all. No, I want enough to have a tree house. Oh. To meditate. Like, oh. I don't want big cars. I just want freedom. I want peace. Mm-hmm. And I want freedom to be myself. Mm -hmm. But the scary thing is, Joe, when I say this out loud, I don't think it, you know, I could do that right now. You could or you couldn't? I could. Yeah. Why it's, is it scary? Because I also, it's just the money, but, you know, oh, it's just all yeah. oh, the money thing. But that also brings me back to cannabis and being myself is uh, I worry about this podcast because it's like, it's not 100% legal. Is somebody bad, you know, is there producers out there listening to this that say, oh, Rob's, you know, smoking pot on uh, on a podcast or, you know, I'm, I'm sipping on a little bit of a CBD drink. And there was a thing about the FDA about CBD not being that good for you is what they're saying. But, but that that's the FDA and that's, you know, the government's, you know, kind of trying to uh, bring down the power. You know, the FDA of cannabis. is hiring. They, they are? I just saw on the subway. Oh, shit. Yeah, they need... You know what else is hiring? The cannabis industry. <laughs> That's the only thing is... uh, It's like 100 billion... It's like 100... I, somebody gave me the stat. It's like $800 million uh, industry right now. Jeez. And it's only growing and they're projecting it to be billions. And... Whoa. I would be dumb not to do a podcast. <laughs> because it is kind of... With that being said, I'm just going to take a little hit of herb. I think I don't think the producers out there are worried. You don't think so? No. What about Sarah Live? Do you think this would hurt Sarah Live? Me no, no, I don't think so. Because anybody that's creative kind of gets cannabis. I think so. I, I think, think you're so. Okay. But maybe some people are not. But uh, and I kind of get that. Like I understand because I'll tell you this. Uh, I had a beer. I haven't drank. I like the taste of beer. Yeah. And, but the older I get, the more, it's more about my emotions the next day. Oh, really? Like drinking, if I drink the night, then the next day, like, I'm just not standing on two feet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just takes, it takes me a couple steps back. But I went out, I did Doug Benson's uh, Doug Loves Movies, uh -huh. and I hadn't seen John Hodgman, and I've always been friends with John. I've known, yeah. I've done shows with him at Littlefield for years. Like even, I was on like the first time Eugene did uh, Union Hall. There used to be only one comedy show at Union Hall. Whoa. And I was on that first, I, I closed out Rafifi. I was on the last Rafifi Whoa. show. Uh, so I've known these guys for a long time, not well, and John has always been very successful, but always kind dude. Yeah. Always a nice dude. And he was like, hey, we're getting drinks at this bar. Afterwards, I was like, I'm gonna go get drinks. Uh -huh. I never get uh -huh. drinks. I need to start schmoozing it up. Uh-oh. I'm gonna schmooze it up. Okay. 
And I just had one beer and it threw me, no, it was fun. I had a great time, but it threw me off. And I was like, the next day I just felt fucked up and kind of like hung over from one beer. And I was like. Tolerance. Yeah, tolerance. I was just like, it's not for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I do think pot is for me. Not 100%. Yeah. But I do think, like, I was like, no, I got to just be me. <laughs> what about you? Are you? Do you drink booze? I'd say I have maybe one drink a week. What if drink I'm, is that? I'll have, like, a whiskey uh, once a week. It is a good drink. I don't mind that. But otherwise, I don't really drink. Do you put an ice cube in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe two. Two. And but it's just so stiff and so strong, and three sips kind of gets you in that warm, yeah. bubbly zone yeah. that you like. And that's all I want. I don't yeah. want more than that. And the next day, does it do anything, or do I you just not, you I, shake your head off? At this point, I'm kind of used to it, kind of having one drink a week. That's kind of my thing. And usually it's like before maybe like a stressful show or like maybe after a, a long day, I'll have like a, like a little drink. Yeah, that's that seems to be what I do. But I used to be into pot. But then I, um, my, uh, I don't really smoke with anybody now. It's good. So, like, there's no one I know that smokes. Mm-hmm. Like, all my good friends don't smoke. Mm-hmm. So then I don't really smoke. That's cool. But then I have all this weed that I, I really thought I was going to get into it. <laughs> Did you, what, from shows, people, because, yeah, you do, because I am a pothead. And I find you fascinating and awesome. So I do think your audience, hmm. yeah, uh, does like the smoke pot. I think so. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I th- so any free weed you get, all right? Yeah. You give to me. I would love to do that. I would love to do <laughs> and that. And I will smoke it all for yes. you. And any bourbon I get, I'll let you have. That's a great treat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what else are you uh, like? So what's your coffee intake? What's the, you're having a peppermint tea? How get, much, I, I'll just do the time because we're. Oh, I could yeah. talk to you forever. I know. That's what's scary. Real. Where are we at, Hiram? An hour? Uh, around 50, 52 minutes. Fifty-two minutes. So okay. we'll just do a quick. Oh great! great. Uh, talk about tea or eggs. I'm fascinated. Eggs. Yeah, your morning process. <laughs> what's your egg deal? Are you eating eggs? And if you are, are you doing sunny side up? Are you doing scrambled? Okay, okay. I don't do those every morning. I think that's a weekend breakfast for me. Yes. If I'm being honest. No, 100%. You're mm-hmm. not breakfast. Sa- Nobody's breakfast sandwiching anymore. No. No. Not in this day and age. Not in this day. You can't no. do that every day. No. You could do it on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do like a, I'll do, I, I'll try to, I'll make a pot of coffee in the morning, take two cups from it. Okay. Uh, have a that's how I kind of start the morning. Yes. Read and, a book, oh, drink yeah. the coffee. Ah, I love the book. I I got a good. My my book is the Urban Yoga, and I'm in this book. And but it's this dude from San Francisco. I think he might be gay, but uh, he's cool and he's out there. And it's just about meditate. It's all I'm just full on meditation zone these days he, like, he talks about meditation meditation and all the chakras and aligning yourself up and violent and then he writes stories about his own life and he worked at a coffee sh- and like uh friendship and and today the chapter was about being content and it's all these muscles that you work on and everything's a practice mm. and everything's a ritual that's what i think stand-up is like 
you just gotta practice. That's why it's so hard. You, it, I know. And you can't even look at it as a. It's a lifestyle. It's a I know. ritual. You can't really master it. You can't really go through it like without thinking. Yeah. It's like kind of. It's a mentally mental puzzle every time. Every time, and you can't. The less you think about it and just do it, the better. But I have been doing my Gary Goldman tips. I have been writing stuff out. He has helped me in a, a couple ones. Does he? Yeah, yeah. The one that I liked a lot was, I never, you know, me, I, I go up there with a few ideas. Uh-huh. I used to write out, when I first started, I would write really hard and write out whole jokes. Because I started in San Francisco, which was really snobby, actually, back in the day. Oh, really? I would say that's where the alternative scene kind of came from. Not snobby, but if you were hack. It was not like, Whoa. they would just look down on road hacks or anybody that was yeah. just trying to, it's a very different than New York. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, if you weren't doing stuff original, the clubs, even the mainstream clubs weren't even fucking with you. You Whoa. know, it was a cool environment actually, yeah. but almost to the point, snobbery is something I'm not into and something I'm trying to work with. Um, I remember the cool thing about my dad, and my dad, you know, uh, was in politics and he came from nothing, he came from the coal mining town. My grandfather was a child worker coal miner. My dad went to Washington, went really high up, uh, but was a smooth, nice guy. I didn't know him that much, but I remember going to the corner store with him. And uh, there would be, this was before crack hit. Mm-hmm. So it would just be old school winos. Uh-huh. And he would talk to them just so normal. Like, literally, like, talk to them as, like, human beings. Yeah. Like, what's up, Rob? Hey, you know, they were just... And he wouldn't say, oh, you got to get your life together. Here's some money. He would just yeah. share, like, I don't know. It was a basic humanity. Yeah. And that's what... Uh, I don't know how I got on this. But I was thinking maybe I was leaning towards what I thought about... It was about Democrats. What I think what happened with some of uh, the last... The policy is just that... It's almost with being yoga or being too spiritual or being too religious. You're almost setting yourself up to be like, I'm special. And you're not. Right. Is right. That... You want it to be democratic in a way. Yeah, I just right. want it to be human. Yes. I do find that in New York, you can kind of go through and not speak to anybody, but see quite a few people. Yes. And it does kind of make you feel like you're alone. And yes. feel like maybe you're better than people or everyone else is like crowds and you're the only one that's trying to get through to go to your job yes and it i don't think it's healthy it's not healthy and i I, yeah it's weird but also this place makes you you have to get smarter and you have to figure things out but that's you're 100 i'm trying not to say 100 (laughs) percent uh but you are correct that that is one of the mental things that you go through is that you turn down so many homeless people and you like you learn not to give I had to teach myself not to give. I, I still think that give, fucks with my I karma. I still give. I, you still good. But That's I, why your but career is blazing. No, I, there I was don't. something in me the last, like when I got here, I was so freaked out that I stopped giving. I used to I know. give. I used to just let it flow. And then once the kid and the marriage, the, something know. turned cold in me that I'm working on. That I am, I gave, I gave the other night, but the girl was singing. Uh, she was singing Atlantis Morissette. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just some girl with a guitar in, uh, in the subway, and I thought it, it sounded nice. Yeah, I, no, it's good. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I usually give for skills, but then the people that are just begging for begging, yeah. that's where I start to have 
tricks in my head. I understand. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I was, the other day, yesterday I was walking in the subway and I was walking and this woman was walking in the same, towards me, like we were meeting, like we didn't, and you know the thing where you like try to go right and then they go the same direction, they go left and mm-hmm. then you try to go left and they go right and yes. so like you kind of, and we did that standstill for a full minute. Oh it, my God. We couldn't unlock. And how many times did you say sorry? We d- neither one of us spoke because both of us were trying to avert eyes. Yeah. And that's why we kept getting stuck oh in this. God. It was for a full minute. For I couldn't believe it. It was so crazy. And then afterwards... That's like being in a video game loop. I know. It was. And then I, was like, I started laughing and she was laughing too because it was like, what's yeah. wrong with us? Why can't we get out of this thing? dumb pattern? I know. I always laugh at that situation too because it always feels like some hokey movie situation. <laughs> some just like Laurel and Hardy situation and all of a sudden you start doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Right. It's so stupid. Because everybody's awkward and everybody's weird and everybody's yeah. trying to figure it out and nobody knows. And that's the thing that I'm trying, that helps with depression is looking at like things with new eyes, you know, just mm-hmm. have, oh, they call it a beginner's mind. So every day you're supposed to like not hold on to like all this bullshit or like this yeah. is how it's supposed to be. Like, no, this is a colorful room and it's amazing right. to talk to another person, you know. Uh, you do those gratitude lists? Yeah, I tried. I read a whole book about positivity. It was about like going through your day and trying to pinpoint. And she even had it down to a number, like five positive points. You need your ratio to be, your three is like kind of normal. If you want success, if you can get it up to five and being positive or like a moment where, it's like a moment of Zen. Like if you were drinking a cup of tea and you're like, oh, I just love this tea. But like your book, like, you know, just, oh, I love just sitting here in this book and I don't have to do shit. Like this is the best. Yeah, I think it's hard to turn off your brain, but maybe that's what meditation yeah, helps with. Helps with, and you're it, you're supposed to have five of those a day. Whoa. Yeah, and you, that you're supposed to try to get your ratio up. Some days you have none. Some days you're just like fighting with your spouse, you know, or yeah. weird shit and job shit and all types of shit, and then you just have one day of like zero. You There's know? this uh, positivity dog trainer who recommends you try to find fifty reasons to give a treat a day. Yes. You set aside fifty treats. And every time your dog's doing something good, you're supposed to give it a treat. You're supposed to get rid of 50 a day. That's awesome. I think treats are important. Uh, think about if you had 50 pieces of watermelon bubblicious. Oh. Popping it every time you felt good. So Every time you felt good. You might that's train it. yourself, you know, Pavlov style to really appreciate the good stuff. Yeah, you got to get hooked up on the, on the bubblicious. We got to get you a couple cases yeah. of those. Because when you said that... I would be psyched with a real piece of watermelon. <laughs> like a fresh piece of watermelon cut just right. Is there anything better than that shit, man? With not, but sometimes the seeds is good. Sometimes spitting watermelon seeds is so much fun. Have you ever spit watermelon no. seeds? Oh, you can spit them like five feet. Uh, I even like when the rind gets white. Down at the white part, yeah, yeah. it's just all water. Watermelon is all water. You're like eating flavored water uh but watermelon bubblicious now bubblicious has the best font in the world yeah their logo font 
beats every all hip hop graffiti comes from the bubble <laughs> a thought that curve uh -huh. oh i love do you love bubble letters yeah i love bubble letters. oh i love bubble letters love a good bubble letter it's all about that curve uh, -huh. uh but Bubblelicious... Uh, I think you should work on changing that to be your autograph. Yeah. Just Rob Cantrell in all bubble letters. That's the move. I like that, Joe Firestone. I love that. I think that could be really good. Because writing an autograph, because I'm always like, I got to think of something funny. And then I, sometimes I it's think not you really funny. just kind of stick with the bubble letters. Yeah, so just hit him with really the good. Rob bubble letters. RB. RB. RC, RC. RC. Just a big RC or just a big ROB bubble. And I can do it because I can draw good bubble letters. <laughs> I'm good with a good bubbles. Out of all, my 3D is all right. Yeah, yeah. Do you draw? No, no. Never draw like never, a funky bird? Never draw a funky bird. Oh, paint? Mm -mm, I wish I could, but I don't. I don't. can't. I don't have the patience. That's cool. I prefer, I mean, if you were asking me what I would want to do for three hours, I would probably say I would want to do a 500 to 750 piece puzzle. Yeah. I love puzzles. You do? Yeah. Puzzles are great. You ever do a wooden puzzle? All wooden? I think I have. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter and I have done a lot of puzzles. Yeah. It's a great activity. But all wooden? How many pieces? They, uh, any, any. Like the normal, like 100, 2,000, yeah. all wooden? Oh, that's next level. It's gorgeous. You do that? No, but it's yeah. gorgeous. That's gorgeous. That would be like seeing a beautiful painting. <laughs> uh, have you seen The Irishman? No. It's like a beautiful painting. Really? It's six hours long, but it's very violent. Six hours? It's six hours. Three hours. I watched it in three nights. It felt like six hours. <laughs> I think all movies should be 90 minutes. Me too! And I don't think any comedian should go over 45 minutes. Me too! Like, we just don't have that much time. I agree. I, we don't have that much time. I so, completely agree. So yeah, I watched The Irishman uh, in three nights. But it was really good. It was a beautiful <laughs> movie. Hours. Yeah, it was a beautiful... But it was good art. That's what uh, It was like filmmaking, like you said, with puzzles and the wooden... Like, that's an elevated. Mm. You know that term? Yeah. An elevated. Oh, yes. That is elevated uh, puzzle because it being painted on wood and if it had a good gloss. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Mighty. Yeah. You should make those. Do you make those? No. <laughs> have you written a book? No, have you written a book? I want to read it. I want to write a book. I've and that's that what, book. Uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, Doogie Horner, do you know mm -hmm. him? He's written a bunch of books. Whoa. He has done illustrated books. And, yeah, I want to write a book, but that's a lot of work too. You should write a book. You should write a book. You read them. I you read just them. Laid, you just, I could probably talk to you. Do you have a book podcast? No. You should have it. You and a partner should have a book podcast and just talk about books. You think so? I think you guys, yeah, would have fun. Do you like talking about books? Do you like books? Uh, yeah, I, I like reading them. I don't really know how to understand them, but I like reading them quite a bit. Because, yeah, my brother-in-law is like that. And, um, and so is my sister and my mom. Uh, my brother does read. I read, but we're more like a once a month type of thing. But you, is it like candy to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, like it. Like your, your most ideal, almost heaven or fit, best job, if you can make money, just read, not writing, yeah. just having a couch with sun and maybe a cat or a dog and just yes. reading it all, and just being amazing. stacked, that, amazing. that's your favorite? Yeah. Yes. I love, I love reading people's scripts and giving scripts are fun feedback. 
Yeah. Like and like punching it up and being like, I think this is what you're going for. That's I think that would be an ideal job. That's what I want. That's a good job. Like I love figuring out what people are good at and helping them get good at it. That's a real that's a real plus for me. A plus job. Oh, you got that. I don't you, know. Yeah, I don't know no. if that's a job, but I think that would be something I would like to do. Oh yeah, that's a you, job. I for love sure. hearing people seeing. Oh, that's that's what they like to do. This is it. And especially if it's kind of good. Oh, it's so great if it's kind of. It doesn't better. have to be awesome. No, but it can be getting there. Getting there, and you're like, oh, homie, if you just did a, a couple <laughs> things, this could be a banger, my man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I love that. Yeah, I think you're perfect for that. You've always been so supportive of me in the most competitive. This is this thing oh, is so. I think so you're number one. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. This really was a, a bright sunny spot of the day. Yeah, I feel the same way, and uh, I know you're busy, so I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming to the cannabis coffee hour. Should you <laughs> do you want to plug anything? Uh, mm, I oh, you know what I did want to plug? I was just on this website and I saw this placenta cream. And it's like, I think it's an animal placenta that you put on your face for youth. And I just wanted to know if anybody tried it, could they reach out and tell me how it is? Because it seems pretty gross, but seems like people like it online. Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty gross. And it is fascinating. Uh, we could go on a whole nother hour about this. <laughs> because the placenta is pretty powerful. <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of minerals. There's a lot of elements going down. This most sacred elements of giving life. Uh -huh. But just, that's the whole thing about the self-wellness thing. Like, you, does it work? I don't know. So if, yeah. if your listeners try it, please reach out to me. Yeah. I would love to hear. Give her a shout. Yeah. Uh, let her know what it's all about. Thank you. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Please like and subscribe. And uh, I have shows coming up in Michigan. So uh, check that out on my website, robcantrell.com. I want to say thank you to Hiram, the audio engineer. And uh, we appreciate peace and love.